Hey, good morning, everybody. It is Monday, January 4th of 2021. Woohoo! We I feel made like I it. haven't talked to you for a year. Oh. And wouldn't you know it, here we are, the, the clock you know, struck midnight, we counted down, and all of the bad things about 2020 just went away, right? Yeah. I don't even know if there's anything to be worried about anymore. Honestly, COVID who? <laughs> You're listening to the Realty Brothers Podcast with Matthew Atwood and Michael Atwood. There is so much changing in the marketplace on a daily basis, and real estate is clearly something that affects everyone. So whether you're a seasoned industry expert or simply curious on the topic of housing, this is your one-stop shop for tips, tricks, insider knowledge, and encouragement for the entrepreneur in all of us. During that intro, I just went on a little mind journey yeah. of uh, of who COVID who COVID who is, and it you know I landed on you know it's just a member of the Who family, Cindy Lou Who's <gasps> yes. older brother, um, COVID Who. COVID Who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Grinch kind of did steal Christmas this year, you know, he, with all the stuff. So he will not win. <laughs> no. Hey, it's now the new year. Yeah. We celebrated New Year's. And, and with such a new year has begun. Um, I saw that you did some fun stuff for the Playhouse. I actually watched it. You did? I did. Oh, I was going to actually um, mention you at one point. And I was like, oh, but I'm sure he's not even watching. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't watch it live. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but I, I watched it the next day. It, you know, it, it saves the, the feed or whatever yeah. um, on Facebook. So, And I mean, there was talent and fun and jokes and i wanted to see all the food and oh there was some amazing talent yeah. yeah oh and let me tell you about this food so um for those of you who don't know which is all of you um so yeah a buddy of mine a couple years ago we're like let's let's start a dinner theater and that seemed like a good idea and then covid had other plans for us mm-hmm. but anyway we were gonna you know just try to still do our New Year's Eve party. We did a a live in-person New Year's party last year and people were just raving about it. And so we're like, well, we can't do it this year. Let's do it virtually. And we'll use use it as an opportunity to raise uh, just some money for our our nonprofit dinner theater. Uh, We raised about 1600 bucks, which is pretty cool. Um, Wow. And, uh, and, you know, we're like, instead of it just being like songs from shows and things like that, like there's so many bands and artists that are struggling right now mm-hmm. because if you're a semi-professional band, you don't get a PPP loan. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't get any small business assistance. You, it's just not happening for these people. And, um, and you know, these, when, when you're in a show, you know, for, for musicians or whatever, you're hired onto a contract for that show and then you're done and then mm-hmm. you're unemployed again. Right. Yeah. So, um, so we're like, you know, we really need to just like, you know, just showcase a lot of amazing local talent. Um, And then we're like, what if we also featured some local restaurants? You know, they're struggling. There was a couple that have opened during this pandemic, which I think is just so brave, Mm -hmm. right? To open up a restaurant during this time. And so we're like, let's reach out to some. Seven different restaurants gave us full-blown meals. (laughs) And we're like, uh. Yes. (laughs) So we were like, eating them through the through the thing and there I can honestly tell you there was not one thing that I was like mm, I probably wouldn't get this it was all so amazing that's amazing you it had so a new good. year's eve mukbang a what now a mukbang what's a mukbang when you eat everything on camera 
<laughs> I've never heard this. Really? Yeah. Oh, well. That get, like get with the eating times. a lot of things on camera so happens enough do, that. Oh yeah, just go on like YouTube and search mukbang. Um, <laughs> people do like uh, McDonald's mukbang and they just order everything from the menu and then they're just gonna eat it all. Oh my! I don't know why it became famous, but it did. Yeah, I say that about like everything. <laughs> Especially when I downloaded TikTok, I was like, "What? Mm-hmm. What is any of this?" I haven't gotten into that. Um, <sighs> yeah. So, New Year's, I decided to bake, as you know, I Aww. do. I have a yeah. little, a little knack, a little gift <laughs> for baking vegan and gluten-free things that taste nice, nice to the palate. You know, um, so I made a couple things. Uh, some, you know, those. What are those called? Hershey's take five. Is it take five? Yes. Yeah. I oh, was, yeah. I get confused if it's take five or take six because take six is a, a band, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, so, I, yeah. Anyway, I, I made my own version of take five bars. I almost said six again. Oh, um, yeah. And those were amazing. And, you know, ter- pretty pretty easy. Turned out great. It, like, phenomenal. And, and then I got overzealous. I got overconfident. Hmm. And I was like, what's the next recipe we're going to try for New Year's Eve? Um and I decided to make uh, my vegan version of Samoa's, those Girl Scout cookies. Oh, yeah. So I, I definitely was in over my head. I had a lot going on when you're trying to, like, make homemade caramel. You're trying to toast coconut in the oven. And you're baking cookies at the same time so that you can, you know, put the caramel on it. And then the coconut. And then dip and drizzle with chocolate and all the things. Um oh. So I I think I've said this before. There is arguably few things more frustrating than when you spend hours and hours and hours and hours working on something and it doesn't turn out. And at the end, you all you have to show for it is a very messy kitchen. (laughs) Yeah. So I was, (laughs) uh, I I was having a moment. I, I, I allowed myself, you know, a solid 20 minutes of pouting after it didn't turn out great. Uh, but rather than throwing it away, I was like, I still have the, the cookie part is fine. The coconut part is fine. I can go rogue and make my own homemade caramel. We can save this. This is going to happen. And you'll have to text Brian about it. Cause I brought some to him and Aaron and <laughs> they are the best cookies to ever grace this, this sweet earth. Really? Honest oh. to God. They are so good. And Erin texted me. She's like, I need to get this recipe. And I was like, honestly, I don't know how to give it to you without including like halfway through, have a full-fledged meltdown. (laughs) All right? Accept your fate. Pout for 20 minutes. Decide we can do this. Make some things from scratch. Throw it together and save the day. I like how like of all the brothers we have, there is one brother that has like a cookie tattooed on his forearm because he loves cookies so much. And it's not Brian. Oh, none of my brothers have tattoos. Well, you know what I mean? (laughs) If I did have two tattoos, one forearm Uh, would be an Apple logo and one would be a cookie. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) They were so good. I I, I will never make them again, unfortunately, because it destroyed my kitchen. I spent (laughs) hours and hours and hours cleaning on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. But um, I happened to be up over, you know, in Brian's neck of the woods for work on Friday and um, brought him some and can vouch they were amazing. So that was my New Year's experience. Nice. All in all, I I wouldn't call it a win, but I also wouldn't call it a lose. (laughs) Yeah. 
the end product was a win, but getting there was a definite not win. Wow. Yeah. 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 Oh, I forgot to mention then in all of my, my fluster, I knocked over, uh, I have these lovely, they came from Etsy, uh, glass jars by the sink once, you know, hand soap and once dish soap and once, uh, lotion. Mm -hmm. Um, they're very, very artisan. Mm. (laughs) And I knocked them into the sink and they shattered all of them. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was washing pans and it just kind of, it just happened. It was not a good day for me. See, this is where most people will just go on to Etsy and write a bad review. Oh, yeah. And then the dog peed on the floor. I forgot they that break. part. That part, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, it was still 2020 then, though. So I was like, we're just ending 2020 yeah, with a bang. Right. That's is, it. Yeah. It we can right. only go up from here. Uh, so you had a great New Year's Eve. I yeah. had a great New Year's Day then by comparison to my New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> we can just keep pressing forward. Yeah, I did like, um, I think I did nothing on New Year's Day. Really? I really don't think I, I have a terrible memory though. So my wife will listen to this and be like, um, do you not remember all of the, so <laughs> we anyway, went to the petting zoo. I don't know. Um, but I will tell you what I just did on Sunday that what? is also going to be my not sponsored by. What's that? Uh, so this episode of the Realty Brothers is not sponsored by, but it really should be because I forgot how fun it is mount cato ah ski great snow right at mount cato yeah yeah i passed you the buck i teed you up there and you that's just, right you knocked it out of the park <laughs> i can't i remember so many jingles from our hometown yeah right why do we have so many when you think of flowers think of hilltop right oh that's a throwback right that's like way back anyway um <laughs> maybe someday my not sponsor will be Hilltop Florist. But, um, but, uh, so anyway, I went to Mount Cato mm-hmm. and, um, brought my eight year old, six year old and four year old. Fun fact, a four year old on skis is really like trying to push two spaghetti noodles down a hill <laughs> and see what happens. Um, love that. He just, I would like, you know, put him between my legs and grab onto his coat and then he would just go full limp. Like even his head, he was just like looking straight down at his feet. I was like, stand up. I am. No, you're not. Anyway, it was super fun. Um, But yeah, we had a absolute blast, like five hours of skiing. And uh, uh, my wife is a snow snowboarder. Oh, (laughs) Um, but she did not bring her. Yeah, she's the cool one of the family. She did not bring her snowboard. And she's like, yeah, I'll ski. I mean, I haven't skied since I was like, you know, 12, but I'll, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'll do. And it was, it was fun watching her. (laughs) Oh no. It's like on the bunny hill. And she's like, I can't do it. But, um, (laughs) after like a couple runs, she was, she was like a pro. So Uh, family bonding at its finest. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it, my wife hates the cold, like truly hates it. And yeah. has is like every year she's like, when do we get to move somewhere warm? Mm-hmm. Um, I subscribe to that. Right. And, uh, and, and she had so much fun today. She's like, you know, if we, I think next year we should do a season pass. If we can do stuff like this and just like get out and be out and about, she's like, I wasn't even really that cold. Cause once you're doing yes. it, you actually mm-hmm. get fairly hot. Um, and uh, so anyway, she's like, if we can like just be doing things like this versus just sitting inside waiting for winter to be over, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. So we had a, an absolute blast. There was 
quite a few people there actually today. Um, but uh, yeah, it was all it was all great and outdoorsy and fun. Ah, well, yeah. as you say often, if you can't find joy in the snow, you'll have less joy, but the same amount of snow. Yeah. So you might as well do things. I mean, you, I'm saying, not me. No, you, <laughs> you might, might as, as well, well do things. <laughs> to as enjoy you often it. say to yourself. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, if I was going to choose a not sponsor, it would be my dear friend, White Wine. Uh, it's not a brand. It's just it's just a American staple. Yeah. Um, I was cooking yesterday, actually, and... You know, I, me, I, I'm not that skilled. I will say I can cook some things, but I'm not like, I'm not no Wolfgang Puck, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't know what happened. I was inspired and I just started making, I like made my own sauce, like Italian sauce and, uh, was like thickening it up with flour and putting, which is, it just needs like, it wow. was just like from the taste. I was like, it just needs like a little bit of lemon juice and it just wow. needs like a little bit of this. And I made the most incredible meal. Uh, but right before the, you know, it was almost done. I was like, it's good, but it's not quite there. And then I remembered what all the greats do. Oh yeah. They add white wine. Yes. Yes, they do. And I, I don't know how, but it, it took my meager you know homely meal and it made it artisan quality it was <laughs> <laughs> so i am grateful to every every white wine brand maker i i guess if i had to All choose choose a brand at this moment to be my not sponsored it would be total wine where i got all of it all of the all uh, of the wine i got total wine nice Nice. You know, yeah. the Chankaska Creekside White is pretty darn Okay, good. but that's a little bit of a, a a commute for me. Yeah. So good. So, so good. Do you think they deliver? Um, I, they do, I didn't they, mean to say uh, deliver, but you know what I mean. Actually, yeah, uh, I don't know if they do, but um, Jenny and I signed up for this. The wine circle. Yeah, no, well, okay, that's with Chankaska, but we signed up for this other thing. Because why not just have more wine? Okay. Um, uh, tasting Room. Oh, what, what's that from? Yeah, it's called Tasting Room. It's an, yeah, it's an online <laughs> service, isn't it? Yeah. So you go on and you take like a survey and then it's like, okay, we think that this is probably, you know, what you're going to like. And then they send you six or so, I think, mini, mini bottles of wine. And you like, okay. there, it, there's like instructions. Okay, taste the first one, then taste the second one. Now compare one to two. Okay, now try the third one and compare that back to one again. Now do four and two. And like you, you have this sequence of and how you... And next thing you know, you're drunk. <laughs> right. I mean, they're mini bottles. <laughs> uh, now try number one again. <laughs> where are we? Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. And then, and then uh, it learns your tastes. And then every month they would send us two bottles of wine and... There was like maybe one in two years that we were doing it that I was like, meh, don't love this one. Wow. Yeah, super good. All right. Well, I'm going to have to figure that out. Tasting room. It's really good. <sighs> super cool. Also, I don't think we ever got a repeat bottle. Like they just, they must source from <laughs> all these different, I mean, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> you never got one that you didn't like because they just were like, well, 
This is what Matt likes. Just send <laughs> yeah. him this. Do this one again. <laughs> um, also, I just kind of can drink any wine and be like, mm, good. Mm, wine. I mean, within reason. Hey, um, 2020 is over. Yes. Yeah, that's that's celebration Thank enough. Thank the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but also, wasn't the worst for our company. There were some definite wins. Some definite wins. Uh, our relentless people stepped to the plate and they continued to serve people. I mean, it was kind of interesting when, when the whole thing first started going down and our agents are sending us text messages uh, of photos like, I'm literally having a drive through closing right now. Mm-hmm. Like this is so weird. And it's, you know, some of our agents have been in this for decades and for it to all just flip flop, you know, it's just kind of crazy. Yeah. So, you know, obviously been watching the numbers like a hawk, you know, how are not just we doing, but how are we doing? How is this industry doing? We? Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, and, and one of the things I always say is like, there's a lot of companies that watch, uh, sales volume pretty closely, you know, and uh, you know, how, how much business did you do in sales volume? How much business did you do in sales volume? And it's always a little weird for me. And I think you too, Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll just speak for you Yes, because we don't really look at that very often. We're all, almost always looking at gross commission income because yeah. what, that's what, what yeah. yeah, that's what th- that's what our agents are getting paid. That's what we, you care about. That's what I think we care this, about. The, the sales volume is like the overinflated. Um, I don't want to say egotistical, but it's like if I <laughs> if I get a chance to say twenty million dollars, right. you know what I mean? Okay, but what <laughs> what did that actually translate to? Exactly. Yeah, and and I mean, you and I too are we're so much more focused on like, are our people making money? Mm-hmm. Are they are they successful at this? How can we help them make them more money with us than they could with anybody else? You know, that's that's like our focus. And a sales volume number doesn't tell us anything other than cool. Maybe we sold a few big houses. I don't know. Right. So anyway, um, been watching it like a hawk every week into this giant chart, you know, putting all this, all these numbers and figures together. Um, and I'm excited to report not all offices are up as much as others, but as a collective, our company is up, uh, 8% year over year Mm -hmm. on gross closed income. Um, and that amount equals eight million three hundred and twenty-six thousand eight hundred ninety-eight dollars. Anybody and, who likes to throw around millions, that was right. for you. That this is gross commission income. Yeah. Um, so that's amazing. Incredible. And that's across yeah. all of it. Right. Right. So we've got, you know. Uh, how many agents do we have now? <laughs> I think it's like 98. 98, yeah. It's but something then, like that. you know, uh, with um, it's hard to track just because of like Adele's retirement. and. Yeah, I know. <sighs> Literally, I, she's been a, an agent with our office since like we were little, little kids. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's re- she's retired now. December 31st. She so, deserves it. We're going to have a great send-off for Adele. She's been amazing. So anyway, I was just, because you know me, I'm a little bit crazy. I was uh, I was just breaking down some some stats. So, uh, so that equates to 1,582 transactions this year. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Which means every five and a half hours, our agents sold another house. Five and a half hours. Five and a half hours all year long. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Um, and uh, because some people talk sales volume, and why not? We might as well too. $311 million in sales oh. volume. That's $592.25 in real estate every minute. Oh my God. Isn't that nuts? That's insane. <laughs> Here's the one that really kind of touched, touched my heart a little bit though. So um, I don't know if we've really gotten into our why and everything uh, on this podcast. I don't think we have yet. I don't think so, um, no. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about it later. But um, just to kind of paint a real quick picture for you all, um, our, our father passed away after uh, complications uh, battling cancer um, in 2013. In 2013, um, I, I was actually thanks to Century 21, I went back and I was pulling sales reports from that year and 2014, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, how does that compare to where we're at today? Because obviously for you and me, um, our why kind of was like, we have to protect dad's company and the best way to protect it is to grow, right? So we just became like laser focused on like growth and and new strategies and new technologies and just, you know, all these things that we could do to not just help us grow, but to, but to help the agents grow, right? Mm-hmm. So here's what's totally crazy. What our company made the year dad passed, our company now makes every 62 days that's that's wild yeah because that wasn't that long ago no (laughs) no and i mean you know and you and i were more uh more focused on growing property management our property management company first so we Uh, didn't even really get really that involved um until 2017 when we opened up our our first uh branch office Mm -hmm. so um yeah it's pretty it's pretty interesting interesting stuff to just be like, okay, do we think we've protected his legacy yet? Yeah. (laughs) Because, and I don't mean, I don't mean for those of you listening that Michael and I make every 61 days (laughs) what dad made. We're not talking about our personal income. We're talking about that gross company, uh, our agents gross commission income. Right. Yes. Because there's also many, many, many more agents. And I was going to bring on to that as well. The, as, as much as maybe we would love to say, well, what happened was, you know, Matt and I are out there just knocking on people's doors and <laughs> making yeah. it happen for you. No, it's like what this is what happens when a group of people share the same collective goals and actively put their energy into it. Like this is not any one action on either of our parts. Yeah. It's a combination of excitement and enthusiasm that so many people are continuing to inject into the same pot so that we can all reap the benefits of that success and thus be more excited to keep on putting the energy in, you know? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Positivity breeds positivity. Energy breeds energy. Right. And so it kind of, you know, obviously it was hard to have energy and be positive in 2013. Yeah. Um, you know, our agents were really devastated um, by the loss of their their broker, and um, you know he was he was the father figure of the whole company, and mm-hmm. uh, 
and but um but boy did they they put their their heads together and they worked hard and uh, it's like i've said in other podcasts real estate is not easy it's hard work and then when you go even more than hard work into that 121% hard work you know that's where that's where you really shine you know and that's where where you're not just doing the transactional thing right because mm-hmm. a lot of agents focus on the transaction we're now focusing on the experiential mm-hmm. so yeah it's 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 really uh, it's really humbling to see these people who have continued to push and push and push and reinvent even the ones that have been in business for decades mm-hmm. it's really really awesome to That's see cool yeah and they just have good ideas like that circle back you know what i mean there, there's obviously new ideas and new ways of doing stuff. And there's also appropriate amounts of like interjecting historic knowledge experience. Um, For sure. Perspectives. It's, it's, it makes, I think one of the unique things about our company is that it's not just like a fresh new startup with only new ideas, you know? Right. Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting too, when we've talked to other offices and, you know, they'll, they'll be like, well, how did you, you know, break the news to your agents that you were going to do it that way? Or like, we asked them if they wanted to do that that way. <laughs> like, yeah. This, this is not a top down company. It's a collaborative company. And, um, you know, we love to collaborate. So what do you think about this? Now, take that with a grain of salt, right? I mean, you know, one of the quotes I share a lot is Henry Ford said, mm-hmm. if I asked the people what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. Right. Right. Um, but but if you never ask the people what they want, then you would never realize that people maybe needed something better or faster or new technology or whatever. You have to be able to still have that vision um, for what the world can be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so I've got some fun things to uh, share with you about um, from our blog. Okay. I'm so excited. Yeah. So um, you and I own a piece of commercial real estate, right? Yes. So I'm, I'm going to share some commercial um, news here. So how is working from home affecting the office sector? Yeah. And, uh, and I can tell you, we're seeing it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the office sector is experiencing uh, obviously some challenges due to the pandemic. Um, and so a lot of people were like, oh, what's this going to mean for the office sector, right? I mean, right. I remember there was one day grandpa called and he was like, I just read in the Wall Street Journal that, you know, there's there's going to be a reduction in office spaces. The, the you know, commercial real estate is going to collapse into ruin. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, there's going to be there's going to be some. I mean, it's whatever. There's always going to yeah. need to be something. Anyway, right. the sky's not falling, so though. yeah. Right. Right. Um, so there's a, a group called Cornet Global. Um, they're a nonprofit that represents 11,000 corporate real estate executives and things like that, right? And they're, mm-hmm. they, so they were surveying them about what the um, future of the office looks like. So one half of the survey respondents said that it will be at least June 2021 before 50% of their workers return to work on site. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so half of these companies said half of their employees 
will only start to be returning by June 2021. Halfway through the year, yeah. Right, right. Once workers do return, the office will be a place for collaboration and teamwork rather than individual work, according to 86% of respondents. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it, like the cubicle farms... Yeah. With the with the like six foot tall cubicles, because heaven forbid somebody should stand up and they'd see something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they'd see another person. We got to make sure people can't see each other. I think those are going to be a, a more of a thing of the past. I hope right? so. Yeah. If if they if they if you don't want them interacting with anyone else, then just leave them at home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give them the phone they need. Give them the computer they need. Anyway, eighty six percent. That's that's huge. Yeah. That's a huge number. Said that the office is going to be a, a, a space for collaboration and teamwork, not necessarily individual work. Not work. Yeah. Yeah. 64% said that the typical nine to five workday is a thing of the past. I've heard and that. And I'm a going, lot. what? I always worked eight to five. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, you stopped at five? <laughs> well, at the office. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, survey respondents expect their, uh, company employees to spend about half their time in a traditional office, 42% in a home-based office and 7% in a co-working space. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, 70%, again, big number here, 70% of survey respondents said their corporate real estate footprint will shrink over the next two years. That makes sense. Yep, and 71% report that their company will not shy away from densely packed urban areas, but 66% say that the pandemic uh, readiness on the part of cities will be a factor in the company's site selection plans going forward. Mm-hmm. So um, so getting back to you, know, you and I owning uh, a piece of commercial real estate, one of our uh, tenants um, has said the same thing, you know, where... They're really not planning on um, taking up as much square footage in the area. Uh, they're they're going to be getting rid of some of their smaller offices. Sure. Mm-hmm. And the space they have in our building will be more of a, I'm trying to think of the word they called it, like a, uh, I think they said community office. Like, not mm-hmm. meaning like for the community, but, but. For all of those people who used to have offices all around, um, who might not anymore, if you need to go to an office, come on into this office, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, which is, you know, just a very different way of thinking than, well, if you work here, you have to have a space, right? (laughs) you know, and uh, and now it's kind of like, well, you can work here. And if you would like to have a space, you can come on in. My wife's company is kind of like that. They've been operating this way for many years, actually, where they have um, employees can sign up to just be nomads, yeah. where they just find an open desk and they sit down and they'll work at that one for yep. the day. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I mean, cool. you know, uh, towards the start of 2020, I gave up my office. Yeah. I, you know, working from yeah. home or when I am in the office, I'm going to grab uh, a cubicle if I need to, or a conference room or, you know, the coffee shop across the street or something, you know, I'm fairly convinced you saw the pandemic coming because you know, in, in hindsight, which, you know, hindsight now is 2020. Hey, how <laughs> hey, long have you been waiting is. for that one? Oh my gosh. So Your entire long. life. Yes. Cause I knew also anyway. Um, 
you know, it's just like, oh, you know what? I don't need a physical office here mm-hmm. in like January. Hmm. Rather suspicious now. Yeah, you're right. I was in <laughs> on it. Yeah. Actually, no, it was like end of February, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was February. Oh, uh, funny. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no, that's interesting. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's just changing what it looks like. You know what yeah. I mean? A yeah. Commercial real estate is certainly still going to exist. Um, but we have to, that's kind of our, our job as people who represent the best interests of others in the real estate industry to know what it's going to look like or to react, um, or prepare, I should say, cause we don't want to do it when it's too late. We want to be ahead of the curve and say, things are going to start changing. What do you need to do? Say, you know, Mr. Landlord of, of a commercial property in order to make sure that you're poised to have your, your your units filling if right. people, if what people are looking for is going to be drastically changing over the course of the next few years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that, that reminds me of something dad always talked about, right? He said, uh, I'll quote mm-hmm. dad now, there you go. don't make excuses for the market, respond to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, there are going to be some who will, you know, be like, well, I guess I have to close this building. I guess I have to declare bankruptcy. I guess I have because look at what the market did. Right. Right. I mean, at some point, the company that was making typewriters probably had to be like, do you think maybe we should start making computers? (laughs) Nay, it's a fad. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fad. Uh, Well, the market changed. So I'm just going to wait until I have to declare bankruptcy. Anyway, it's a good plan. It's a good plan. Yeah, you know. Oh my gosh. Say, I'm excited to talk about our next house habit. Yeah, you are. Because I think you said last week that it was our, I don't know if you called it our most quoted or one of our favorite or or what, but I was like, no, it's not. This one is. If if there's one that graces our lips more than any others, (laughs) it is this house habit rule because it's so good and it helps, I think. Uh, you were kind of touching on this earlier when you said, how did agents react when you told them that's how it's going to be? It helps people, I think, understand what we mean and believe us when we, we have this habit in action. Absolutely. Yes. House habit number four, collaboration and our awesome word, this phrase that, that, that we use all the time, open the house right? Mm-hmm. Break down walls and silos, encourage collaboration. And, and once you also like start getting people on board with the lingo, I mean, how many times you're, you're absolutely right. We've said this one more than any other one. And, and how many times do we just go, okay, I'm going to open the house here, mm-hmm. which just means I'm laying it all out there and it just prepares the listener for like, okay, here it all comes. This right. is what we're going to work right. on now. This mm-hmm. is what, you know. So, yeah, I love this one. It's good. And it's, you know, like you said, break down the walls. Like, why are we hiding details behind doors? I mean, that's such an outdated corporate right. infrastructure to say, oh, don't hush, hush, oh, we're going to work on this. And don't tell them <laughs> until we're in a meeting and we're going to phrase it like this. Like, <laughs> tear down the walls. Let's open the house. This is what we're trying to work on. These are the goals and objectives we're trying to meet. Uh, and this is what that, you know, what a consideration is. What do you think? Or what can you bring to the the scenario or to the table that we possibly haven't considered? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of my most 
fun things that I think we've done. And I don't know why this thing just got me so excited and I just had so much fun doing it. But, you know, we, you and I started talking about, okay, we, we should really come up with, you know, what are the core values of our uh, property management company? And so you and I were starting to talk about it and then we're like, wait a minute, <laughs> we need to break down the walls and silos, yeah. right? And encourage collaboration. So we, we brought the leadership team together and we're like, you're going to help with this. And one thing, I mean, it was kind of sad when they're like, what? Like, yeah. you're not just going to tell us? Because <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, we need to get better at this. Um, okay, let's open the house. We're all going to work on this. And like, I mean, just from brainstorming like different words to cutting up, the, like having those all printed out and cutting up on pieces of paper yes. and like moving them across the table to fit into different categories. And it was so much fun. And what was, I think, probably the most fun about it, because it actually kind of sounds like a boring task, like we're coming up with the core values of the company. It was just watching these people come out of their shells and get so excited about working together. Yeah. It was awesome. Like we said towards the beginning of this podcast, it's about people being excited and injecting that energy into something if you give them the space to do so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That was just, gosh, that I keep fun. thinking every once, I keep thinking about that every once in a while. I'm like, we got to find more things. Maybe we should redo our core values again or something. I don't know. No. <laughs> Not really, but <laughs> it was just a good time. I really enjoyed it. That's amazing. Yeah. Super good. Say, uh, something we love to do, uh, is close out with a little bit of motivation. Yeah, we do. Uh, it's just good for the spirit. <laughs> and because I know how much you love quotes, Yay. I thought I would share a special quote with you from the one and only Babe Ruth. I I don't know why, but just for a second, I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to say like Mariah Carey. Or You're right. That's Beyonce. more on brand for me. It would have been Beyonce. <laughs> the one and only. Okay. Yes. Babe Ruth. Okay. Queen Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, uh, Babe Ruth was speaking about, uh, obviously playing the game and the love of the game and, you know, uh, the reporters and everybody talking to him saying, well, uh, doesn't it frustrate you or you had a rough game today or, you know, you miss a lot of the, the balls thrown your way. I don't know anything about sports. Are you telling this as a struggle for me? <laughs> Did you miss some touchdowns? You're there, doing a good job. Babe. Uh, <laughs> Babe, uh, which who was a woman, I think. Yeah. Ruth, Babe, Ruth, Bay, 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 Bay. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, all right. Moira, we'll talk more Moira about Shit's Creek later because we got to Yeah, there we got to go. do that. Anyway, he said every strike brings me closer to the next home run. Wow, I have not heard that one. And I've read like every quote. Uh, you've every read so many quotes. Isn't that a great one? Brings me closer to the next home run. And it's true. And all it, it's one, I appreciate that it's talking about giving gratitude, right? For the things mm, that mm -hmm. maybe are hard to be grateful for. Uh, but also it means that there has to be some deep down belief that there is a next home run. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so whatever industry you're in, obviously we're going to tie this back to real estate, but we have wins and we have losses sometimes, you know, you go out for that listing appointment or, uh, you have a, a deal fall through or, or whatever. Every strike brings you closer to the next home run. There is obviously something else on the horizon. And 
aren't you just glad you got this one out of the way so you can be that one step closer? I I love how you tie. <clears throat> excuse me. I love how I'm getting. You're getting me choked up here, Michael. <laughs> <Shut> up. <laughs> I uh, I love how you tied that next in. to the computer, and we all know it. <laughs> I'm uh yeah you know uh, sorry. I'm uh, I'm I'm eating some French fries right now. I'm just kidding. Um, no, but I I love how you tied this back because I I also believe in the in just the the law of numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, so sometimes you'll have somebody who in the same training, in the same perfect conditions, this person goes out on their first appointment, gets the deal. Go on right. a second appointment, gets the deal. This other person strikes out and strikes out and strikes out and strikes out. And I just, I have to remind them, yeah, but hold on, because you're going to explode. Mm-hmm. Because there's this just law of numbers, and it's going to work out. At some point, this person's going to go, hey, this is easy, and then start losing them and not know why. Right. You're going to keep working harder and harder and harder and harder and doing more work and more work and more work and more work until, you know, you're a rock star. And and, and failure is really what should motivate you. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Not hitting a home run. <laughs> like, anyway. Like baby. Like baby. Baby Ruth. Um, so yeah, I love that. I love that. Say, uh, say it again. Okay. Every strike, this was from Bay Bay Ruth. <laughs> Every strike brings me closer to the next home run. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to dig on this all week now. You're welcome. Because like, like you said too, it's like this, like, what if we were able in our mindset to just be like, all right, another strike. Mm-hmm. And then have other people like, how could you possibly be happy about that? Because now I'm, now I'm this much closer to my next home run. Mm-hmm. It's the but, belief that it's out there for you and that it can be yours. I love that so much. That's going to be my thing all week now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, well, that and opening up the house, right? That's right. I am subscribing to your motivation today. And for speaking of subscribing, please uh, subscribe to our podcast. Uh, we know that um, there's a button that makes it easy for you. But um, if you really want to search for it every week, you can. Mm-hmm. But just hit that little subscribe button, and uh, and and then you'll just be notified when we're when we're on again. That's right. Yeah. Um, also, leave us a message. You can do so by email to contact at therealtybros.com or by clicking on the link that's embedded into the show notes from wherever you're listening. Um, I take the time to do that for y'all, just to Thank make you. it so easy. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Uh, but whatever questions you have, if you just want to say, hey, if you want to, uh, you know, obviously find out some things, whether you're an agent, whether you're a home seller, whether you're a first time home buyer, whether you just, you know, wanted to hear more of Matt, Sean Connery. I don't yeah. know. I mean, hopefully not. But or let us know how you striked out this week. Striked out. Struck out. <laughs> <laughs> let us know. Just be like, hey, I struck out and it was awesome because yeah. I know I'm this much closer to my home run. Just let us know. Or if you hit a home run, call us and let us know too. We'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Otherwise, we will see you guys same time, same place next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Realty Brothers podcast. 
If you liked this episode, please help support us by subscribing to The Realty Brothers on your favorite podcasting app. And, of course, your five-star reviews are always greatly appreciated. Be sure to also check us out on Facebook and on Instagram as The Realty Bros and at our website, therealtybros.com. And we would love for you to join the conversation. Send us a message at the link in the description below, message us on your favorite social media platform, or shoot us an email, contact at therealtybros.com. 